Life Audio. Welcome to the Team Us Podcast, where we share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Hey, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater. Have you and your spouse ever been on a vacation, whether as a couple or if you have kids as a family and it didn't go so well? We can relate. Today, we'll share a few of our stories list some reasons you might be experiencing conflict away from home, and give you five marriage survival tips to help you vacation-proof your marriage. So, Ted, back in February, I did a podcast interview with Catherine over at Sparkle Speaks, which is also a life audio podcast. And we chatted about our episode. It's back near Valentine's Day. So we chatted about our episode that talks about how to rescue a Valentine's Day gone wrong. It's a perpetual thing for me. What? How to (laughs) rescue it before or after Valentine's Day. You did well this year, but this is not a topic of Valentine's Day. No, this is not Valentine's Day. This is vacation. Anyway, she said, I really wish you'd do one on how to rescue a vacation gone wrong. And I was like, oh, that's a good idea. So we don't have any experience in that area. Oh, yes, we do. I even told her, you know, I said, we've got some stories. Like, we've had some great vacations. We've had some wonderful, awesome vacations. But we've also had some vacations where we've experienced conflict. And I thought before we jumped into the practical, we would share some of our stories because others might be able to relate. Okay. So I'm thinking Grand Canyon. It's a beautiful location. Yes. And we just went last summer. So this is a recent example. Yes. And we're kind of funny because I feel like you and I take turns with who is more adventurous and who is more playing it safe. Ah, right. And on this particular vacation, I was a little more adventurous. Mm-hmm. And that and I was more, I don't want to die today, <laughs> falling off the edge of this cliff. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. And I we- prefer you not die either. Right. But we got we have to put this in context. OK. Context. So this was not we we went on vacation. We went to the North Ridge Rim. Yes. Uh-huh. Thank you. And the South Rim. Uh-huh. And on our way from the North Rim to the South Rim, right. we stopped at Horseshoe Bend. Yes. Which is just beautiful. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. If you don't know what it looks like, look, Google it and you'll see some pictures. And the girl like specifically the older girls like our I think they were then. 18 and 16, they wanted to climb up some rocks and go a little further. Past the uh, fence. Past the fence. Uh And I went with them. But here's the thing. We were staying far enough away from the edge. I promise we were. Okay. But you weren't with us. So you were a little nervous. I was a little nervous. And so we had like a public fight. I don't know if we've ever had a public fight, except for maybe when we, before we were married and we had the apostrophe uh, thing, which you can read about in the book, Team Us. Um, and was, we came to a life group and everyone knew we were mad at each other, even though we didn't like publicly fight. But I mean, yeah. And that just kind of. Well, I think we had the public fight because I was kind of just grumpy. I mean, I started the vacation grumpy and I kind of ended it grumpy. Are we going to discuss? Yes. We're going to talk about reasons why I was on edge already. Yeah. And I think some of that, if we want to really psychoanalyze you, is because you are away from work and not getting the same kind of affirmation you get 
through work from maybe us. Yeah. So I think there's some truth to that. I think that may have been contributing to my grumpiness. Yeah. Yeah. So we had that kind of public fight in front of, I think, some older women. (laughs) And then I think we ended up having another one at one of the Indian reservation restaurants. Probably similar topic there. We eventually, I don't know how many days in, had sat down at breakfast and kind of talked it out and were able to work through that. But I'm guessing we're not alone. I'm guessing other people have fights on vacation. Absolutely. Which is why before you go on vacation, it's great to evaluate why you might have conflict. and Anticipate. Well, not as... Could go wrong. Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you're aware of things that could trigger conflict or lead to conflict, I think it's easier to step back and maybe work through those things quicker or even prevent them. Okay. So, well, let's talk about some reasons we experience conflict on vacation. Yep. And you can, if I have one and you're like, no, that's not true, (laughs) let me know. But I think these are true of us. And so I think they might be true for other people. One, we're out of our normal routine. So there's like this emotional security in our day-to-day schedules and routines. And I even read an article over at realsimple.com that said that our routines keep us sane and healthy. And I'll include a link for this in the show notes. They listed six ways routines do this. But the one that I think applies here was number five on the list. And that was routines are calming and comforting. The article said that having a set morning routine, and I quote, will keep you feeling more relaxed and ready for whatever the day throws your way. And so I think that that's something for us. Like when we go on vacation, we're out of our normal routines. That's true. I mean, my morning routine is listen to the radio, get out of bed, get something to eat, go to work for a while, maybe run an errand or two, work, 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 and then hang out with the family a little bit, pay some work more. (laughs) Right. Do a bedtime story also known as watch TV, yeah, and then go to sleep. So it's fairly predictable, normal routine for me. Um, so yeah, when I'm out of that routine, uh, yeah. Well, and I think they were saying, it was either in this article or another one that I've read, was that when we're in our normal routine and you know we kind of know what to expect in the day, if something goes unexpected, we're able to navigate it better within the confines of that normal routine. Whereas if everything is like, could be unexpected, it's harder to deal with stress when it comes up. Makes a lot of sense. So, okay. So one, I think that we're out of our normal routine. Another reason I think we can have conflict on vacation is that we're living in small spaces. Yeah, usually we get like a room for every family member. So we're Wish. independently wealthy. <laughs> no, I mean, normally we're fitting, we're finding the hotels that sleep six of us. That sleep five of us and six of us sleep there. <laughs> yeah, we try to find the six, but that doesn't always happen. Or if it's a road trip, right. I mean, we're all in the van for hours. Right. You know, and when we moved across country, Oof. we had two cats in the car, too. Well, right. Cool cats. Yeah. And I mean, if we're flying someplace, I mean, airplanes are small. The seats seem to have gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. You know, I mean, even in what on our Grand Canyon trip, because there's six of us, certain girls had to share beds that we're not used to sharing beds. So move around when they sleep flail and stuff. Right. And we had one air mattress that we brought with us. 
But I, one morning, I just got up and went to Walmart and bought another twin mattress because I was like, you know, yes, sure, it, it develops character for them to have to learn to sleep in the the same beds. But right now, I don't want to develop character. I just want to have a peaceful vacation. <laughs> right. So, all right. Well, number three is different vacation styles. Right. Well, right, right away, I can think of my vacation style, which is... It tends to be a little more calm or chill, sleep in, you know, do some things. And I think you, even though I like to think of myself as adventurous, I think you're more like, let's go, let's go, let's go. The world is waiting. We're on vacation. Let's go. Right. Yeah. It's funny because now I'm thinking about it. At home, I'm probably a little more of the cautious one in day-to-day life. But when we go on vacation, sometimes I'm more the adventurous one. Specifically, if I have helped plan the vacation and I feel safe. Right. Where, like in the different places we're staying or going, because that's a big thing for me. You know, if you were going to go to the Enneagram personalities, I'm the one that likes to feel secure. I don't remember which one that is, maybe six or seven. I don't know. Right. But on vacation, (laughs) (laughs) on vacation, because... I've looked and said, okay, this hotel feels good. or This place we're going feels good. I feel the freedom to take risks in these new places. And I want to go, go, go. And I love to like plan vacation around food and activity. That's why you go on vacation, you know? Right. Experience the local uh, foods and the local uh, scenes and sites. Sure. Yeah. Well, and I remember when we went to San Francisco back in 2009. Right. That was an awesome trip. Absolutely. But I think we went, you know, we we were very active for a few days. We were going everywhere and walking everywhere. And then I think the last morning I was like, oh, we have a few more hours. Let's go, 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 go and see stuff. And I think you were like, no, I want to sleep in. I think you were irritated at me that day. No, not me. It was where our, our styles really collided. But I think we're learning how to, I'm learning to chill just a little bit. And we both are. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, you don't need to chill more. You need to like amp it up. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. Number four. Oh, yeah. Another reason that I think conflict happens on vacation is a lack of sleep. The thing is, you don't need sleep. I need sleep. I need at least like 24 hours of sleep every night. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do need sleep. Like last night, I stayed up too late and I'm feeling it today. Yeah, like five hours of sleep. Did you? Yeah. Because my body just naturally wakes up early. But I think that I function better on less sleep than you do. Right. For whatever reason. But on vacation, I mean, we're probably sleeping less because we're doing things. Or if it's a family vacation, we're all in the same room and not everyone falls asleep at the same speed or the same time. That's a good point. Right. Like if we're all in the same hotel room, all six of us. Right. Somebody's like, I want to stay up and watch a a cooking show. And somebody else is like, I just want to go to bed. Right. We probably have half and half. We probably have three of us that are morning people. Like we wake up early and are ready to go a little earlier. And then three that are like, you want me to get out of the hotel room and go somewhere at what time? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. And number five is kids. Kids. You know, if it's a family vacation... I mean, we have, love our girls. They're awesome. They all have fun personalities, but there are certain personalities that clash more than others. And under stress and out of our normal routines, we can see that a little bit more. And then I think sometimes that can cause conflict between us because we may not handle 
the situation or the personalities in the same way. Right. Yep. So, good. All right. Well, those are five reasons. So is that the end of the show? <laughs> those are why I think we have conflict on vacation. I'm sure there are others that can be added to that list. But let's talk about some must-pack marriage survival tools for vacation. So you can it's vacation. No, uh, problem. There's a No. So let's, you know what? let's learn how Why to vacation-proof your marriage. And I want to say that we are doing this episode before we go on a cruise to celebrate our 20th wedding anniversary. And I've one, never gone on a cruise before. I'm really looking forward to it. It should be fun. I've been wanting to go on one for 30 years. You're going to like it. Yeah. Yeah. But one reason we're recording the timing of this episode, one, is that we're in going into spring break season. So a lot of you listening may be going on through my trips. But it's also a good reminder for us as we go on a trip just to remember to pack these survival tools because we're human. We're going to be out of our normal routines. I'm going to be like, let's go, go, go. (laughs) And I'll be like, I'll catch up. Right. Yeah. Which I think a cruise is a good, good combination of our vacation styles. All right. So the first must pack marriage survival tool for vacation is to accurately assess your situation and realize sometimes it will bring out your worst. That sounds very pessimistic, doesn't it? It does. Fatalistic. Well, I think, you know, whether it's a red-eyed flight, which we have done with our kids before. We've had some rough flights. Yeah. Or a multi-day road trip or cramped quarters of a hotel room. There are certain travel situations that have the ability to bring out the worst in us. But we've learned from previous vacations. So now we can accurately assess our situation. Like you and I both understand that we're going to have at least one bad moment, you know, and we make ourselves... Like prepare ourselves to be quick to, you know, repent if we're the one having the bad moment or forgive and extend grace if it's, you know, the other. Right. Like the uh, Grand Canyon, the first Grand Canyon trip we did. The second one was fine, I thought. But the first Grand Canyon trip we did, at some point after some reflection, I was able to see that any of the negativity or conflict we had during the the trip was 100% my fault. I agree. It wasn't it wasn't one percent your fault. There wasn't anything you were doing to contribute to it. I was just grumpy because of a number of factors and and I was expressing that grumpiness. Yeah. And most of the time that's not the case. Most of the time I this is one of it takes two. Right. I think this is one of the rare occasions where that was the case because I remember trying to reflect and figure out what I needed to say I was sorry for and being like I don't think I did anything this time, but most of the time I can step back and go, oh, yeah, that was not cool. Right. Well, and I think, you know, when we go on the cruise, you might feel a little overwhelmed by some of the boarding or when when we're boarding, disembarking and embarking, just because there'll be a lot of people, a lot of activity. Right. So I can remember if you feel a little frazzled, not to get frazzled, too. You might not. You might be just fine. I might be the one who gets frazzled, but okay. So number two. Number two. Remember that you'll be home soon and back to those regular comfortable habits. So I can make it for a couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, we both can. We're going to have fun on our cruise. But, you know, like moving. When we moved, it's helpful to, I mean, it's always transition when you get to the other side. When you're taking that kind of road trip or when you try to make it a vacation type road trip, which we did. It's helpful to go, okay, we will be back in a house soon and we will have our normal routines. 
And I think you and I connect best through our regular habits and shared activities. Right. Which sometimes we try to bring with us on vacation, like watching something at night. Like one of our things is we'll watch the cooking channel (laughs) at a hotel room. Oh, yeah. Right. But I think that being out of away from those regular comfortable habits can leave us feeling disconnected sometimes. So if. Yeah. For some reason, I I hope I'm not taking this verse out of context, but I'm remembering, you know, Jesus for the joy set before him endured the cross. And so having difficult times during vacation, we're out of your routine. That's not as, you know, painful as the cross. But the point is, you know, we can, we can look forward to looking forward to something will help us endure the difficulties of, you know. Yeah. And that makes me think about something that I don't actually have in my notes. So we'll see if it fits with this point. But notes? I have notes that I follow. Okay. Yeah. To keep me on track. Okay. As much as possible. <laughs> But I'm thinking about how I think that when we go on vacation, Mm -hmm. that is one of the times when we feel the most entitled. Like, this is my vacation. We've planned it. We're going to enjoy it. And so if something goes wrong, sometimes it can almost be like, wait a minute, this is not just, this is not right. This is vacation. It's supposed to all be happy and I'm supposed to feel good. But that doesn't always happen. And maybe that's why... Another reason conflict comes up because we feel like of all times we don't deserve conflict on vacation. That's a good point. Do you remember that time we went to um, Silver Dollar City? Which one? And there was a musician that I wanted to listen to. Yes. Uh huh. And finally got to go and see, and everybody was like, oh, let's go somewhere else. I'm like, this is one of my favorite musicians. I just want to stand in the front and listen to this for like the next two hours. I think we had one or two children who were melting down. They were a lot younger were- then. They were probably like one in three, the youngest, or one in four, the youngest ones. And I think they were the ones. But I think that's an example of me feeling entitled to see this musician and like, you know, but I'm also a father. and Right. And I had to have responsibilities beyond just enjoying rock show. And I think sometimes we both then will, well, maybe I have my own situations where I'll do this, but where we might play the victim. like fine, I'll miss it because you're doing this instead of, because I'm pretty sure I was, I'm pretty sure I was like, well, you can stay and I'll take the kids out. No, it's okay. Yeah. I think it was one of those type things, you know, it's like, okay, well, if it's going to go this way and I'm not going to get it, then I think we all do that in our own ways. I might do it with like, I don't feel like I'm getting help around the house. Right. But. Which is always. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Yes. We got off a little off Let track there, on. but I think that was helpful. Okay, number three, fake it until you make it. You know you love your spouse, you just don't feel like it. You never do that. Mm. Uh, how how can you offer this as advice if you don't practice it yourself? See, you don't know that I'm practicing it because I'm faking it until I make it. It's like right now? <laughs> <laughs> so I think that the stressful aspects of traveling can sometimes make us feel like we only love each other because we're obligated to. but. You know, as we've talked about a lot, feelings are fickle. They can be convincing when we're stressed and tired and grumpy, but they aren't reliable. They can't be trusted. You know, Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? So I've learned in those moments, you know, when we're not liking each other so much, like at the Grand Canyon, maybe. Right. You know, we need to fake it until we make it. Because if we respond with, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, if we respond with right action, then 
our feelings will eventually follow where we choose true. to lead them. Right. So I think, you know, we did a whole episode. What was it? Why love isn't enough to keep you together that explores that. And I just got that song in my head. Right. <laughs> but when we have conflict on vacation, you know, we can choose to escalate it or de-escalate it by how we respond to each other. Right. Like, say, I get grumpy. If you get grumpy in return or, you know, it's only going to make it worse. Right. It's escalating it. Like so. Right. And then the vacation is going to take an even more negative turn when it doesn't have to. Right. I was thinking uh, love covers a multitude of sins. Right. So meaning the way I interpret that would be that it overlooks something that you perceive as sinful or annoying or something. You just overlook it. That's what love is. Just let it go. Right. Let it get you yeah, under your skin. Right. Especially if you want to enjoy your vacation. There you go. So, all right. Number four, we've talked about this one a lot. It's a good one. Is have a common enemy. I always have problems saying that, don't I? Every episode. Do that again. Have a common enemy. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Nemo when he's trying to say it. Uh an enemy. Thank you. Yes, I can't say that either. But, you know, we've talked about this. And, you know, a vacation example might be the kids who fight over the hotel bed sheets every single night. We had a vacation back in, I think is when we came out to visit your dad when, before he died, when they were up at Lake Havasu. Um, I think we stayed somewhere and the kids were fighting over the sheets every single night, you know? Right. So the enemy is the conflict. Right. Kids. Yeah. Your kids are not actually your enemies. <laughs> but, you know. We were on the same side trying to deal with this enemy. Solve the problem. Solve the problem. Yes. And whatever we did, I think we might have tried to use that as a teachable moment to develop character in them, which is why, you know, like six, seven years later, I'm like, no, I'm just going to go buy another air mattress. <laughs> but I think when we're stressed and sleep deprived or disagreeing on what's next on the agenda, it's easy to forget that we're on the same team. Right. You know, this almost feels like a cheat to me. Yeah. Because if we're having a conflict, it almost feels like a kind of triangulation that, you know, like I was working for somebody a few years ago who is a toxic employer and we were having some conflict about the work situation. But when we sort of spun it so that I blamed this guy for some of the conflict and then you blamed this guy for some of the issues, and then we're kind of on the same side now against this toxic person. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, in that particular situation, I probably still tried to help you identify where I thought he's not my employer anymore. Could, could change. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like. A, you know, finding a common enemy on vacation, if you have to, keeps you as a team, keeps you problem solving and can actually be kind of a fun challenge. You know, maybe it's, OK, how can we keep the kids from fighting over the sheets? What's a fun way we can Just incentivize them? Nobody gets a sheet. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> think that would create other problems. Time to cuddle. <laughs> yeah. I guess the big thing is don't let problems on vacation divide you instead you know make it us versus the problem yeah and then figuring out creative ways you can solve the problem which actually builds your your team working skills right so enemy is not always a person in fact perhaps it's mostly not a person it's an issue or a situation right hypothetical enemy 
Yeah, it's what's what's a common hiccup you could have on vacation? Yeah, not a literal hiccup. <laughs> like a common, you know, maybe there's an issue with a rental car or there you forgot to pack. One of you was supposed to pack something and the other one could get really irritated that it was forgotten. Instead, okay, you don't have that item. So how can you either survive without it or where can you go get it? You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. So number five, laugh about it together and don't wait until it's all over. So if you have these conflict or, you know, things are going wrong, you can laugh together. Like when the kids were fighting over the sheets (laughs) and one child was yelling at 3 a.m., stop it, stop it, to her snoring sister, you know, (laughs) we could laugh about it together and that draws us together. There's there's just something about laughter. I mean, just the other day, I was really tired and I was driving one of our girls to performance she was doing while I was going to do a book signing and I just felt tired and out of it and hangry and grumpy and but something came up in the car and we all started laughing about it and I don't know between food and laughter I felt a lot better it's good so now let me interject something yes I wrote my master's thesis on laughter yes so if anybody's interested in looking that up look it up (laughs) yeah which is pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Yeah. It was a hard thesis to write. There's lots of benefits to laughter. Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds this, I'm realizing this episode and our must pack tools sound a little pessimistic, but the truth is that we are all imperfect people. There will be conflict. And so if we can prepare for possible conflict right. in advance, I think it really can help us enjoy our vacation more. Right. Absolutely. So, okay. So to recap, five ways you can vacation-proof your marriage is one, you can accurately assess your situation and realize sometimes it will bring out your worst. So be quick to repent, forgive, extend grace. That is not always easy, but got to do it. Right. Anyway, number two. And sometimes it means dying to our own pride and being like, well, that offended me and I didn't deserve that. Instead going, "Eh, I'm going to let it go. I Interrupted the summary. I'm so sorry. That's okay. We're on number two. Okay. Number two, remember that you'll be home soon and back to those regular comfortable habits. And I say that saying, enjoy your vacation, enjoy being someplace new and having adventures. But in those moments when maybe it wears you out or you feel the stress of it, remember that it's not forever and try to enjoy it. Because once you get home, you'll be like, I wish I was back. Regret. Yeah. So it helps. Yeah. Not have regret. Um, three, fake it until you make it. You know you love your spouse. You just don't feel like it. And don't be sarcastic when you fake it until you make it. Because <laughs> that's not going to help anything. <laughs> Have a common enemy. Oh, yeah. And number five, laugh about it together and don't wait until it's all over. Excellent. So now it's us time challenge. Okay. Our us time challenge is if we have moments where we could get offended or have conflict when we go on our trip going to practice these things because it's going to be a fun trip. Yeah. But for those of you listening, maybe look back at a previous vacation that maybe didn't go so well. You know, talk and laugh about it and, you know, talk about what you could have done differently. And when I say you, I mean, focus on you and your heart attitudes. Don't focus on what your spouse could have done differently because I think change starts with us. I mean, our pastor was talking about that today. You know, if you want to be a better spouse, don't start thinking about how your 
husband or wife should change. Um, yeah. And if you're going to go on a vacation soon, like we are, maybe put these into practice. So, yeah. Sounds good. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on the Team Us podcast. We're looking forward to the next time as we keep talking about how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. Team Us with Ted and Ashley Slater is a production of Life Audio and Salem Media. If you liked what you heard today, please take a second to rate and review the podcast in your favorite podcast app so that more listeners like you can find the show. For more faith-filled, inspirational podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com. I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform.